Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. So excited to have you here today for a discussion that I really am sure is going to adjust the way you are pursuing your goals, improve the way you are pursuing your goals so that you can not only accelerate your progress, but also, and to me, more importantly, enjoy the process more. I've said it before, if you are not enjoying the journey, you're doing it wrong. It doesn't matter to me if your goal is to eat better, to lose weight, to change your relationship with food, to get out of debt, to launch a business, to improve your relationships. If you are not enjoying the journey, you are doing it wrong and you are running a very high risk of not keeping up not continuing to do the work or not maintaining any results that you achieve because we are naturally drawn to things we enjoy. And we are hardwired to shrink away from and avoid things that we do not enjoy. Today, we're going to be talking about the difference between being goal-oriented and being growth-oriented and why Switching from goal-oriented to growth-oriented is going to make this process of creating change easier, more enjoyable, more sustainable, and then some. Before we do that, though, something came up twice in my inbox from current clients. I think maybe one might have been a listener. I know for sure one was a client. I think the other was as well, uh, but it could have just been a podcast listener, and It was in response to, these were emails I got in response to some of the changes, the improvements I've been making to the way we do things over here at Primal Potential. And I wanted to address it and clear it up because if one person thinks a certain way or has heard something a certain way, there's certainly hundreds if not thousands more who took it the same way who maybe didn't email. And uh, just how I feel that if one person has a question, there are probably hundreds if not thousands more people who have that question. So let's take just a couple minutes to get on the same page about that stuff. I have been sharing improvements to Primal Potential and I love getting your feedback. Getting your feedback allows me to be better at what I do and allows me to serve you better. Just a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, one of my 12 Weeks to Transformation clients messaged me and said, hey, I really would love it if I could get your daily coaching audios via text message instead of just having them in our 12-week Facebook group or instead of just having them in our 12-week portal. And it took about a week for me to figure out how to do that, but I did it. And so feedback is really valuable, whether you're a listener, whether you're a client, whether you're an email reader, 
because it allows me to give you what you need, or at least to figure out what I can do to serve you better, to serve you differently. And also, as is the case here, it allows me to see where maybe there are some miscommunications or some misunderstandings, and we can't clear them up if I don't know that they exist. So I'm super grateful for those of you who continue to send your feedback. Some of the improvements that I've shared recently, one is the new Primal Potential Facebook group. I'll link to that in the show notes uh, for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 573. Another change I've talked about is adding a third podcast episode every single week, a Saturday show that is dedicated exclusively to serving you in your specific situations, answering your questions, weighing in on your challenges, your struggles, what's going on in your life every single week. And part of that is changing the way I navigate my inbox, keeping my email address exclusive to my clients, folks that are in the master's club, folks that are in the 12 weeks to transformation or breaking barriers, people that I'm working with one-on-one, and also not only maintaining the way I've been serving listeners who aren't yet clients, but improving the way I serve my listeners by creating primalpotential.com forward slash inbox and not only answering those questions, because I will, nothing has changed there, but answering them in a way that serves more people. I can guarantee you the thing you are struggling with, I'm addressing that to somebody individually every single day. And that's just no longer, I don't know why it took me so long to realize how inefficient it was. But instead of sending that answer to one person, I'm now sharing it with the tens of thousands of you who listen to the podcast. So primalpotential.com forward slash inbox is one of the improvements that we made. Uh, Hiring Sarah, my new teammate, and creating a new physical journal for the 12 Weeks to Transformation and my Master's Club clients. So those are a few of the changes. And one of my clients emailed and said, oh no, you're, you know, my first thought is that you're going to grow so big now with these changes that I'm not going to get the help that I need anymore. And somebody else said something similar. Like, I think that, you know, with all of these things you're putting in place, you'll have less time for your clients. And I'm so grateful for that feedback. And I understand where that fear-based story comes from. But just because you can convince yourself of it doesn't make it true. So let me get everybody on the same page and it's a great opportunity for me to communicate more clearly. These changes, these improvements, the Facebook group, the third podcast episode, adding Sarah to the team, it's so that I can serve you better. Because what happens when I take a lot of the administrative stuff off my plate, right? When I no longer have to do the tech stuff, the admin stuff, the day-to-day business running stuff, I can give all of my energy to serving better on the podcast, adding that third episode of the week. Instead of the answers to questions going to one person, they're now going to tens of thousands of you, hundreds of thousands of you, really, if we look at the monthly numbers, and freeing me up to serve my clients more deeply, to serve my clients with more time, with more energy, with more focus. These improvements are not in any way so that I step back. It is so that my attention is going where I want it to go most, which is serving you. Anything other than that is something that you have invented, right? All of these improvements 
come from me saying, how can I serve better? How can I make a bigger impact? And that requires that I be more efficient, that I stop doing the things that aren't directly tied to service, and that I make adjustments so that I have more time to serve in the way that I want to serve so that I'm not chasing my tail, doing all of the back end stuff and all of the front end stuff and trying to get my clients as a priority in there as well. So this in no way, these changes that we are making, these improvements that we are making, bringing Sarah on the team in no way means less of me for my clients, for my listeners, in no way means a lower level of service. It is absolutely, unequivocally the opposite of that. I will have more time. I will have more bandwidth. Okay, enough of that. Let's talk about today's episode. Goal-oriented, growth-oriented, or some people are, are neither. They're task-oriented. I operated that way in my business. Holy moly, task-oriented. Even though I had these vague ideas of goals, it was like, okay, I need to do this and I need to set up this and I need to email this person. I need to call this person. I need to check this and I need to catch up on email. And while you might grow when you're task-oriented, you certainly won't enjoy it. You won't have any peace and you might not end up where you want to go. So task-oriented is absolutely not the approach we want to take to our goals or our lives, right? If you are one of those people who lives the task-list life, the to-do list life, really, really listen in. But even if you're like, no, no, I'm goal-oriented. I know what I want. I know what I need to do to get there. And I am plugging away every single day. Goal-oriented. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to pay off my credit card debt. I want to save enough to go on vacation in the fall, whatever it is. I want to argue that you will be better served to switch from being goal-oriented to being growth-oriented. We're going to make a case for why that is, and then we're going to talk about some specific examples of what that looks like and the difference in daily execution and daily focus between being goal-oriented and being growth-oriented. Most of you have probably heard the cliche, don't go through it, grow through it. And when it comes to our goals, most of us are going through it. We're not growing through it. We're like, oh my gosh, I just need to eat better. Please, God, I'm not going to have any sugar today. I'm not drinking wine today. That's the way it is. Or I'm, I'm not spending any money. I'm leaving my debit cards at home. I'm putting my credit cards in the freezer. We're not growing through it. We're going through it. And you do not have to trudge uphill miserably to your goals. If you are not enjoying it, never mind if you are disliking it, resenting it, frustrated by it, you are not doing it right. Success without fulfillment? No bueno, man. I've talked about this before, how many unhappy achievers there are. Yeah, I've lost 50 pounds, but I'm still super anxious. I'm obsessed with food. I'm really nervous that I'm not going to keep the weight off. Like I think about it all the time. When I get on the scale and it's up, I freak out. Or if I think it's going to go down and it hasn't, I'm a mess. Success without fulfillment is discontent and inconsistency. Oftentimes, this is the difference between short-term change and long-term evolution. Being growth-oriented, how do I grow through this? How do I grow in my choices? How do I grow in the way that I think? 
being growth oriented is about how you want to feel and who you want to be, not just what do I want to achieve. When we differentiate between goal oriented and growth oriented, we're differentiating between check, 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 a path to short term improvements versus a path to long term sustainable evolution. I, you know, I've talked at length about my weight struggles before I created permanent change in my life because I changed my mindset permanently. But I did the low calorie thing for a while and I did the calorie counting, I did the extreme deprivation, I did the drops under your tongue and 400 calories a day, all that bonkers banana land stuff. And I lost a little bit of weight, but I didn't fundamentally change me. Success without fulfillment, which is why it was unsustainable. Those short-term strategies didn't fundamentally change my relationship with food. The goals weren't going to do that. Why do people lose 20 pounds or pay off their credit card only to slowly put that weight back on? Or sometimes, as was the case with me a lot, rapidly put the weight back on. Or create the budget, stick to it, feel amazing, and then something happens and they're gone. They've drifted. Two months later, they're like, I was doing so well. I don't know what happened. You were goal-oriented instead of growth-oriented. And the other thing about being goal-oriented is that it can feel really freaking overwhelming. It's not always immediately clear what you can do today to get you to this far-out goal. It's not always easy in our over-analytical minds to break down, I want to pay off $100,000 or I want to save $20,000 or I want to lose 100 pounds or 20 pounds. It's not always easy to break down that goal into a process for today that feels meaningful. I used to be this way all the time, like, oh my gosh, seriously, like what difference does it make today if I have a cookie or I don't have a cookie? I have 100 pounds to lose. Pfft. What's the point? Goal-oriented perspectives can talk us out of the work because there's just this huge gap between where we are now and where we want to be, and it doesn't feel tangible. It's not always immediately clear, A, what to do today, and B, how it's going to make a difference. Goals did not change my relationship with food, and they never would. Growth did. The other thing about being goal-oriented is that goals have an end point. That's what screws so many people up. Now what? Now what? Okay, I did the whole 30... Now what? I lost 25 pounds. Now what? And that's why when people are like, well, I've maintained my weight for the last year. I mean, I know I haven't continued to lose. And I'm like, no, no, please understand that maintaining the work you, you've so labored for is often a greater achievement than the work itself because of the risk we run with that goal-oriented perspective. I hit it. Now what? My ex-husband was so spot on in his frustrations with me that when I lived in this goal-oriented mindset, it was never enough. I would hit this goal and then he said, it's like you have this goal marker on a field and you get there and then you just pick up that goal marker and you chuck it further down the field and there's no appreciation for what you just did. It's never enough. 
I realized this so clearly when I was getting out of debt, right? It was like, let's pay off our credit cards. We did that. There was no appreciation for it. It was just, okay, now let's do this. Okay, now let's do this. And I wasn't living. I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't growing. I was just in this goal-oriented, task-oriented way of life where there was zero fulfillment. Goal setting has an end game. Growth, on the other hand, being growth-oriented, it never ends. We can always grow. We can always improve. If you have a goal in the gym to get a strict handstand push-up, that is so not my goal. I have no desire to do handstand push-ups. But maybe you have a goal to do push-ups on your toes or to do a strict pull-up. Well, then what? Growth, though, is am I getting stronger? Am I getting fitter? Am I getting faster? Am I improving my recovery time? Am I more consistent? Growth always leaves you with a clear path to what is next. And also, what I think might be more applicable to folks who are listening to this today, growth is really clear today. How can I improve today? If I want to improve my relationship with food, how can I grow in that pursuit today? What are the opportunities that exist for me to create an improvement today. There's an Albert Einstein quote that I think really relates here. It's so spot on. And it's why I'm always emphasizing that information is not what changes us. Information is not the same thing as transformation. It's not even the same approach. It's not the same path. With the 12 weeks to transformation, I'm always saying, you're not here to learn. You are here to change. You're not here to take notes. You are here to take action. And Einstein says that education is not the learning of facts, but the training of the mind to think. And when you train yourself to pursue growth, you will be so much more consistent, so much more fulfilled than when you are training yourself to chase a carrot, to pursue a goal. When we are focused on growth, we're optimizing the way we think. And when we optimize the way we think, our choice making gets easier by default, automatically. We no longer submit to the same stories and the same excuses that we once did because we are a better version of ourselves, a better thinker. We're no longer so easy to talk into the excuses, the exceptions, the doubts, the delays, the stories of the past because we're better thinkers. We've grown. Goals are about execution, tasks, checklists. But growth is training yourself to be a better thinker, to evolve. In episode 571, we talked about limiting beliefs. And I shared in that episode that I believe one of the primary reasons people struggle to create and maintain change is because they're focused on behavior change instead of on mindset change. And I will add to that that I believe one of the primary reasons people struggle to create change and maintain that change is because they're focused more on goals than they are on growth. Without growth, you're just relying on discipline and willpower, and that's going to fade. You're going to have days where you feel disciplined and you have some willpower and days where you're like, huh? Uh, uh, none. Zero. I got nothing. I got nothing. It's not here today. 
But when you are pursuing growth, every single moment offers an opportunity to grow a little bit. And it naturally, bonus, it naturally trains you out of this all or nothing thinking. All or nothing is about the goal thing. Either this is aligned with my goals or it's not. I can either have the cookie or I can't have the cookie. But when you are focused on growth, it's very clear to see the improvement possibility versus the yes, no, black, white, all nothing perspective. When you're growing, you're becoming a better version of yourself and that makes all the difference. You're moving from a struggle of discipline to a way of life, an improved version of you. A lot of people will focus on like, whether it's, I'm not going to eat after dinner tonight, or I'm not going to have sugar today, or I won't drink wine tonight, insert any area of improvement that's relevant for you. Instead of, yes, no, I can, I can, I should, I shouldn't. Well, what's a decision that reflects that I'm growing and improving? How can I grow in this decision? And then maybe it's not about yes or no. It's, hey, I'm going to have a half a glass because I've never done that before, and I want to be the kind of person who isn't all or nothing, who sees opportunity for improvement in everything that I do. I can grow into that. And one of the fundamental questions I ask myself as a practice or a way of implementing this notion of being growth-oriented, am I on a path to better? What is a step that I can take right now that puts me on the path to better? Just last night, I came home from the gym. I had eaten dinner before because it was Friday Night Lights, CrossFit Open style thing, and I had eaten leftovers, uh, egg roll in a bowl. Google that from Ketogasm or something like that. I'll link to it in the show notes. So I had had those leftovers on the way to the gym. And then I was at the gym for maybe like two or three hours and got home 8.30 probably. And I, I wasn't really hungry, but I wanted to eat. Knowing the difference is really important. I just, something would be good. Something would be nice. It would be something to do. And instead of like, no, I can't, I asked myself, what step can I take towards better right now? And then it's not like a black and white decision, should I eat or should I not eat? But it's more of a gentle inquiry, an awareness of, well, how can I grow in this moment? And there's probably many options for growth. Because a few years ago, it would have been, oh, I'm alone. Like, I'm going to go to the grocery store and get a pint of ice cream and just enjoy the solitude and go to town and I'll do better tomorrow. And in that moment of growth, it was, well, maybe I'll just have um, some tea with a splash of cream. That's I don't, I drink my coffee black. I don't drink tea very often. And certainly if I do drink tea, I usually don't put anything in it. But I was like, you know, it's, I, I don't need food, but at the same time, I, I want a little treat and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with giving myself that. And I'm talking a, a teaspoon of cream and a little bit of spiced tea. And it was just like really lovely. And I'm comfortable with that choice. I'm growing in my perspective. There was no like, man, I can't eat. Because of course I can. I could have driven anywhere to get food. I could have taken anything from the fridge or the pantry. There's no sacrifice. 
There's no drama. It's just like I want to grow as a person. So what option is there for me right now for that? It's not just about better choices. It's about how can I be a better version of me? And maybe in that moment, the best choice would have been you're bored. So how about you just go to bed? Like, how about you just take advantage of the fact that you don't have anything you need to do right now and you're alone in the house and just go to bed and get some extra sleep and you'll certainly feel great about that tomorrow. And that's certainly an option. And maybe, maybe that was a lesson learned and I'll, I'll do that next time. But every, when we pursue growth, every moment offers us that opportunity to say, am I on a path to better? What would that look like? What does growth look like in this moment? A better version of me, healthier, happier, more complete in my thinking. Am I on a path to better? Am I growing? How can I grow in this? And it's not just about food. It's not just about alcohol. It's not just about workouts. In this interaction where I'm frustrated, how can I grow in this moment? How can I choose a path to better in this moment? As I'm facing this temptation, to hit snooze, to snap at somebody, to send a snarky text message, to have dessert when I'm not hungry. How can I grow in this moment? Remember, goal setting has an end game, which is what screws a lot of people up. But with growth, being growth oriented, there is no end. And that's amazing. You don't have to just go through it. Look for ways to grow through it. This was a big shift that I made with my own weight. I wasn't happy or peaceful when it was all goal-based. I was very tense. I was anxious. I didn't feel calm, which really matters to me. I didn't feel at ease. I didn't feel fulfilled. Even when I felt like I was achieving, I was achieving without that sense of peace and fulfillment and like deep serenity. I just want to lose 20 pounds. I have to lose 20 pounds. And then if the scale didn't move, I would convince myself that like nothing works. What's the point? This day didn't even matter. It was all just erased because the scale didn't respond to what I did. But now I want to grow, right? I want to grow in the way I take care of myself, in the consistency of taking care of myself, in the eagerness I have to take great care of myself. I personally, and the way I've done it certainly doesn't have to be the way you do it or even the way you agree with, just throwing this out there as something to consider that has been really powerful for me. Part of my growth is I changed from what my body looks like to a perspective on what can my body do? How can I improve my body's capabilities? And that's not just like, oh, I can deadlift more weight. No, it's not just in the gym. It's how quickly can I calm myself down when I'm agitated? How quickly can I recognize when I'm making an excuse or an exception and come to the full version of the truth? How quickly can I shift from my own perspective and my own ego to seeing someone else's perspective? That is my pursuit of growth. It also, of course, includes self-care. Am I growing in my tendency to convince myself to make amazing choices compared to my past tendency to convince myself to talk myself into choices that were not so wonderful, that didn't make me feel amazing? Am I growing 
in the percentage of time that I feel truly amazing. If I might feel amazing, let's say, four days a week. Well, this week, can I make it five? If I go through the day in an amazing mood, focused on good things, feeling really calm and in control half the time, what can I do today to really keep that perspective locked in 75% of the time? In my relationship, am I growing? Am I focused on what I can do, what I'm capable of? So if I am being a brat, my own judgment there, based on understanding of my own behavior, or being passive-aggressive, I don't know, twice a week? Can I go a week just being loving and genuine and open and respectful and kind and fun and silly and playful all damn week in every interaction I have with my boyfriend? That's growth to me. That's my pursuit of growth. How can I grow in my mindset? Noticing those moments more quickly where it's like, I don't have time. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to cook a good meal. Shifting from that perspective, growing in that perspective to this chaotic moment is when it matters most. Growth is not submitting to the story of who cares, I'll do better tomorrow. I just have to get through this day. And instead, choosing a story that reflects the version of me I want to be more truly. Growth is about choosing consistency. It's about being a better thinker. I've been doing this in my business too, and I've shared this with a couple of folks in the Master's Club um, who own businesses or are in management positions and things like that. So instead of being goal-oriented or task-oriented in my business, I am being growth-oriented in, in a number of ways, but one of them is by instituting what I call, it's not my phrase, my business coach shared this with me, but I've adopted it, money-making mornings. And that doesn't mean that like I'm selling in the morning, but I'm focusing on the growth of my business by having the first thing I do every single morning something that grows the business, right? So money-making mornings, it's not a direct making money. Like I really only launch four times a year with a 12 weeks transformation. So I can't like, you know, I'm, I don't have the kind of business where I can just start DMing people on Instagram and say, hey, have you buy, bought my product yet? Have you tried this yet? Yeah, that doesn't work for me. But money-making mornings for me is a growth-oriented focus. What can I do in the first hour of my workday? Sometimes it's the first two hours. Sometimes it's the first 30 minutes. But I try to give it at least an hour that contributes to the growth of primal potential, which is so different from the way I used to do, which is wake up and have a to-do list that I immediately dive into. If you're goal-oriented in your relationship, you might say, we need to do date night once a week. That's a goal. And it's a great goal. But I think you can have more fulfillment if you are growth-oriented, which maybe instead of saying one date night a week, you say, I'm going to do something every single day that makes my partner feel loved and wanted, something that brings us closer together every single day, no matter what. Because you can have success in hitting that goal of date night without growth in the relationship. Yeah, we're spending more time together, but... I don't think we're any closer. We're doing this thing. We're checking this box. That is one of the primary reasons that I'm suggesting this shift to being growth-oriented. 
I personally have experienced physical transformation and still felt really unfulfilled, still felt lonely, still felt insecure. I've hit big professional and financial milestones and still felt really anxious or out of control. That's the exact evolution, and I talk about this in episode 559 of the Identity Journal. If you haven't listened to episode 559 with me and my dear friend Jen, you must. I'll link to it in the show notes over at primalpotential.com forward slash 573. But the essence of that identity journal is focused on growth in how I want to feel. Okay, I want to feel really peaceful and focused today. So what am I going to do today to operate that way? If I want to grow in how I care for myself well, what are the opportunities to do that today? If I today were the version of me that I want to be in terms of who I want to be in self-care, the way I want to naturally operate in taking care of myself, the way I want to make food choices, what would that look like today doing that? This is the process that we take every freaking day within the 12 weeks to transformation. Every single day. So how do we make this actionable? I'm going to ask some questions and I'll put these in the show notes. In what area of your life do you want to grow? In what area of your life do you want to grow? I think it's really powerful to either pause as I ask these questions and write out your answers or set a time in your calendar when you're going to go to the show notes copy them into your journal and write them down because this only, you know, I say this in the 12 weeks to transformation as well. You get out of it what you put into it. If you just listen to this and you don't actually answer the questions for yourself, like what what are you doing? You can get something really powerful out of it if you put something really powerful into it. So in what area of your life do you want to grow? What is, who is, how is the ideal version of you? How do you want to be in the area of your life that you want to improve? Whatever it is that you identified, the way you care for yourself, the way you interact with your romantic partner, your finances, in that area of your life, how do you want to be? What do you want to be your normal? What do you want to have as your default? I'm the kind of person who... And then I want you to ask yourself, what can you do about it today? What can you do about it today? What will you do about it today? Write down all the options. I could do this. I could do that. I could do the other thing. Which of them are you able and willing to do today? Now set your pen down and go do it. If you are somebody who is super goal oriented, then I want you to look at that goal and ask yourself if Living the maintenance of that goal, I've achieved it, I've got it, if it was effortless, what kind of person would I be? And I want you to be really specific here. I would be the kind of person who goes to the gym first thing every morning. I would be the kind of person who has a refrigerator full of healthy foods. I would be the kind of person who doesn't buy food at a gas station. Tell I'm talking about myself here. I used to buy food at the gas station. It was like, ooh, time to put gas in the car. Time to go in and buy sour watermelons and Hostess cupcakes and three Diet Cokes. Totally crazy. Um, Thank gosh, I'm saving a lot of money since uh, I don't buy food at gas stations anymore. But based on the goal that you want to achieve, if you had achieved it and maintaining it was effortless, what kind of person would you be? 
Be super specific in your answer there. So based on that, where do you need to grow? To be that person, what areas of your life do you need to create some growth in? And what might it look like to practice that today? How can you grow in that area today? Guys, this is simple and it's repeatable and it's effective. Simple is good, not bad. If it sounds too simple, that's perfect. That's so perfect, that's what we want. Simple, repeatable, simple, repeatable, simple, repeatable. The other thing that I would ask is, do you need a coach? Is it time to recognize that psyching yourself up to do this hasn't worked? One of the most powerful things I've done in my life is invest in coaches. Because while, yeah, I'm capable of doing it on my own and so are you, it's so much better with a coach, with somebody who helps you create a plan, with somebody who is keeping their eye on you in case you start to drift or make excuses or doubt yourself. Do I think that every single one of you can do this alone? Yeah. But do I think that every single one of you could enjoy it more, make it last, and really accelerate your progress with a coach? Uh, yeah, 100%. And I get it if there's fear there. I was terrified when I enrolled in this business mastermind I'm in now. I was nervous about the accountability. Like there was part of me that didn't want somebody to hold me accountable, but that's coming from fear. And I tell myself, I don't want to live in fear. I don't want to limit my life and hold myself back because of fear. So it scares me, perfect. That's exactly the thing I need to be doing. If you are letting the stories of your past, the fears of your past, your belief in and commitment to your past patterns, yeah, but I've tried so many things before and I get really excited and then I give up. That is a sign. That is what you need to recognize to say, oh gosh, that is exactly why I need a coach because I am committed to my past and I need to stop that. And I, if I have any superpower in the world, it is helping people recognize the stories that are holding them back and helping people overcome them. Like I say proudly that I am very good at that. And if you are like, yeah, but, oh, I don't know, my past, my past, my problems, we got to work together. This whole notion of being growth-oriented versus goal-oriented is part of the reason that I work so hard to be a transformational coach instead of a transactional coach. Transactional coach is like, do this, don't do this. Here are the rules. This is what you're going to be doing. Check, 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 check. That's just more of the same. The only thing is you've outsourced your accountability to somebody else. That is not what I do at all. I am helping you edit your beliefs, upgrade your identity, overcome your past patterns, and grow into the version of you that you know you can be. Nothing transactional about it. We are on a transformational journey. And one of the real benefits of having a coach, and I've talked about this before, is you're in the maze of your life 
and your coach is in the helicopter. Have you ever seen movies where they have those big like cornfield mazes and sometimes all you can see is this big barrier in front of you and it seems like everywhere you turn, you might make a little bit of progress, but then you're at a dead end. And so you turn around and you go a different way and then, oh my gosh, you're at a dead end again. While you are in the maze of your life, your coach is in the helicopter. And I think that one of the things that makes me a great coach and allows me to help my clients create success is that I've been in that maze. So not only can I see where you are from the helicopter view and I can say, okay, this is why you're standing at this wall, but I promise you if you do this and you do this, then you are going to be free from that barrier. But what really is an asset to me is that not only am I in the helicopter and I can see it more clearly because I'm not in it, I have been in it. So you can trust me when I say, I get it, I've been there, it feels like this. And it can be scary and it can be frustrating. And the fear is very real. And the doubt is very real. I've been in that maze so many times for so long that it's not just like, oh, I'm sorry, that sucks. It's, yep, I know, I know, and you might doubt me, and you might not believe this because what you see is this and what you feel is this, but I'm telling you, there's a different perspective. You can't see it right now, but you will in just a little bit. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and we're gonna do the next thing and then you're gonna realize that barrier is not there anymore. That's the journey I wanna take with you. That is the journey I wanna take with you. The scoop with what it looks like to work with me. 12 Weeks to Transformation opens up in like three days. Holy moly, three days. Uh, it doesn't kick off until April 7th, our 12-week journey together, but it opens up, registration opens up to the wait list on Wednesday, March 20th. So what I need you to do is get on the wait list, primalpotential.com forward slash transform. On Wednesday, March 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going to be going live with anybody on the wait list who wants to join me to go into a ton of detail on how it works, what it is, what it's not, who it's for, who it's not for, how and why it is dramatically different from anything that you have ever done before, how we handle things like busy schedules, how we handle things like past patterns, excuses, drifting, distractions, all of that stuff. We're going to go into it as well as what you can expect and the financial investment. So to join me for that, just get on the wait list primalpotential.com forward slash transform. When you're on that page, you can also read a lot more about it, but we'll go into way more detail on Wednesday night, March 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. If you can't make it because you've got something else going on, you're in a different region of the world where you'll be sleeping at that time, totally fine. If you're registered, you'll get a replay. Not registered for the 12 weeks to transformation, but registered for this free session. So all I need you to do is go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform primalpotential.com forward slash transform, or you can just go to the show notes page for today's episode. You're going to want to look at the questions that we talked about in today's episode anyway, primalpotential.com forward slash 573, and the links to the wait list, the, the link to uh, Wednesday's seminar, that'll all be there. But like, let's just do this. It's 2019. We're more than halfway through March of 2019. Let's light it up. Seriously, let's just go all in. Let's create change. Let's create fulfillment. Let's pursue growth. Primalpotential.com forward slash transform. 
I hope to get to work with you this spring. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.